Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Wednesday, May 17th, 2023, and my vacation doesn't start until next week. But we are coming at you digitally to review the film Crater. One week after a spaced movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, we are reviewing Crater. Ty, how are you feeling not being able to see my beautiful face? Yeah, I mean, you stumbled a little bit in the intro there, and I have to imagine it's you're thrown off without having me there as uh, moral support, um, and that's okay. You know, it's we we're getting some reps in for when we actually have to do this. Yes, so for the next, you know, however many weeks, three weeks, uh, we're going to be coming at you digitally, not counting this week. But Tyler will potentially have his mic actually with him um, this week. Um, you know. He, it was a last-minute thing to do it digitally, so he's recording via the power of the internet with his phone. So he doesn't sound as good, but it's okay. I still sound beautiful, and um, that's okay. My voice is more beautiful, so that's all that matters. Is it more beautiful than this movie? I don't know. I guess we'll see, Ty. Um, this film, not a lot of talk about it, not a lot of buzz. When we added it to the schedule a few weeks ago, I think we both were like, what is this film? Um, I literally tried Googling it um, last week before we watched it, and I had to specifically Google crater disney plus for it to pop up which is never a good sign um no so i don't know maybe our podcast can be an introduction to the people at home to go watch this free at home film crater time it might be we also have something else for the people this week though jay oh yes before the review thank you for reminding me ty we are going to bring back because i don't know if this review is going to be very long we're going to bring back our power ranking slash draft slash whatever we want to call it we are doing a whole themed draft that's right a hole because it's a crater and a crater is just a giant hole is it because there's you can't like go through it it's just an indentation really well i don't want to get into the philosophical debate of a hole and whether or not a straw is a straw or one really long hole (laughs) um let's get into the show 60 percent of the time it works every time what we just become best friends yep i don't feel so good I'm not fucking leaving! The show goes on! 
Humans have outgrown Earth and are moving to both the moon and a new planet, Omega. When Caleb's dad dies, he is granted the ability to travel to Omega, but he must leave his friends and the life he has built behind. Crater. Decent synopsis. Um, I will say. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was gonna just do Moon Kids, um, but I decided not to. Well, you left out the point that yeah, he's got a you know he's leaving his friends behind, but you totally forgot to mention the whole he's leaving his friends behind, so they decide to go on one last journey or something like that. I feel like gotcha. that, that would have wrapped it up nicely. I'm not the synopsis guy, but just a helpful pointer. Um, you're right. You're right. That would have been a great addition. I. That's on me. I'll be better next week. Just blame anything on the fact that we're did recording digitally. Uh, I messed up our intro yeah. the first time. You messed up the synopsis yep. the first time. But here we go. We back, Ty. Um, Crater, the 2023 Disney Plus original straight-to-streaming film. It's got a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes with only 33 reviews and a 62% audience score with 50-plus ratings. That's not a lot of ratings. <laughs> no, no one is watching this movie. It had a budget of, I believe, like, $52 million. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Ty. $53.4 million. Um, the reviews aren't terrible. I mean, don't get me wrong. A 55 is considered rotten, and a 62 is not high, but it's not like a a 20 and a 30%, and it's not one of those movies where critics hate it and audiences love it. It just seems like everyone's a little bit meh on it. Yeah. just doesn't really do it for anybody, it seems like. And... I don't see this is like we're in an interesting point here and this is I think maybe a macro conversation about the film itself um you know I talked about I talked about it last week but you know this was originally a spec script that was written in 2015 it was on the blacklist which is a list of the best unproduced screenplays it received 34 votes according to Wikipedia was picked up by 20 20th Century Fox in 2017 um and then obviously that was bought by Disney the project got put in you know limbo during all that we had a global pandemic and then finally, you know, went into production. It looks like the beginning to mid of 2021, um, mid 2021. Uh, Kyle Patrick Alvarez, the director of this film, took over the project in January of 2021. So it was something that sat in limbo. It was something that, you know, they decided just to throw it on the streaming service. And I think that's the bigger macro conversation I kind of alluded to. It's like we're getting to a point where these and we, we just reviewed Peter Pan two weeks ago, like. These streaming services are trying to keep people. You got Disney, you got Max, you got Peacock. Peacock's got wrestling though. Um, but you got these companies creating their own <laughs> streaming services. And it's like, we have to give the people, this is how they're thinking. We have to give the people something to stick around on top of the stuff we're just releasing in the movies. So as a result, we're getting kind of just like a lot of lackluster, kind of mid Disney plus slash Max original slash whatever you want to call it movies, Ty. Just what do you think? Do you think this is indicative of, the the bad direction of cinema what do you think yeah i mean it's twofold right like because you have these streaming services which now give life to a lot of movies that never would have seen the light of day before mm -hmm. um because this isn't a movie that you can really market like this isn't something that would ever make it to the theaters i feel like but now you can make this movie and you can produce it and you can release it and I think there's a lot more stuff like that. I think that means you're going to get a sh just giant schlop of mediocre to bad movies, but then maybe you get a few gems out of it and it makes it all worth it. in the end. Yeah. I think, I think I realized while you were talking about that, 
what you said specifically triggered it about it having an avenue, a platform now to become a film. These are just straight to DVD movies. These are slightly bigger, but like these are straight to DVD movies that can justify a little bit of a bigger budget because of the whole streaming wars. And like they, you know, it's more important right now to them to keep streaming subscriptions than it was to make Lion King one and a half, which might be the best sequel movie Disney's ever made. Just putting that out there. Um, (laughs) It's the only Lion King I've ever seen. (laughs) It's great though. Um, (laughs) These are, these are straight to DVD movies that are becoming a little bit more prolific because of streaming. So more people are watching them. And is that just what it is? Is that, are we overthinking it? I mean, it's possible that I think that they're spending more money on it and you're getting better production. And there is like, because you can have a straight to streaming movie. That's fantastic. You never got that with straight to DVD straight to DVD feels like it was always meant to be something more. And then it was like, well, this kind of stinks. Let's just not even bother. Whereas this, like sometimes the end goal is streaming. So you get a whole array of things, good and bad, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to find out. I want to find the best straight to DVD movie, but we're, I can't mute my laptop. So I'm scared. I'm going to click on an article and it's going to have an autoplay video. Um, Like this screen rant thing has an autoplay video, but it doesn't have sound cool. Um, Some straight notable straight to DVD movies. And this feels actually kind of like a, a decently good comp, uh, maybe not. Um, an extremely goofy movie, the second goofy movie that was straight to DVD. That movie's actually pretty good. Ty, I don't know if you've ever seen it, um, but that's another Disney one. Um, I've seen a goofy movie. I haven't seen this one. Second one's my favorite. I like the second one more. Uh, Lion King one and a half, like I mentioned, that was straight to DVD. That one's really good. Um, and besides that, I, the, Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. That's an animated one. I don't know if that even counts. The Boondock Saints, that's something with, I don't even know who's in this. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, it, it, we're, we're just getting, the crap is more accessible and then we're reviewing it on a podcast. But I don't know, maybe this movie's not crap. Maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit. <laughs> I um, No spoilers. I don't think you're jumping the gun at all here, Jay. Whoa. But uh, I just, I don't know. I I think these movies need to exist for other good movies to exist. That's fair. No, that's fair for sure. And there's a place for everything. Like we're not the target audience for this. This is very much like a put your kids in front of the TV and kind of like let them watch it. But I don't know, man, like it's, it's a little disheartening. I'm trying to look up a list of like the movies produced by Walt Disney pictures, but there's just too many, uh, 21 laps, which is the other production company on this. Um, I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm not trying to think I'm looking at other movies they have made in recent years they made the last night in the museum. That was Disney Plus. I think that was a straight to Disney Plus as well. I've never seen that. Uh, they made the Adam Project, which kind of makes a lot of sense, honestly. Like um, you can kind of <laughs> see it a little bit. Free Guy. So this this production company has good stuff. They also have a bunch of stuff that I've never heard of. Slash whatever. A lot of sci-fi stuff. Arrival. That was the movie with I believe Jeremy Renner. Um, some alien movie. Yeah, Jeremy Renner was in it. Dennis Villeneuve directed that. Um, I've heard that's fantastic cheaper by the dozen one and two so i don't know man i i, I think that uh the adam project that's a, a decent comp but then i think about these direct to streaming and i think of a movie like palm springs which me and riley were just talking about um a few weeks ago like that movie was so good and i feel like it got underrated because it was like right in the thick of the pandemic so 
even though it might have benefited from being on streaming because the pandemic, it's almost like I just think people forgot about it because everything blended together from that point in time. But so you could do these straights to streaming movies good. I just I don't think this is one of them. Yeah. I, I, one thing that jumps out at me here um, is the producer Sean Levy. Mm-hmm. He is like one of the main guys on this. I've fucking heard this name before and I don't know where from. Well, he he was the uh, director on the Adam Project. He was the director on uh, Free Guy. Free Guy. Yeah. So okay. He's he's okay. in in the thick of it. I'm back now. Okay, that's where I know him from. <laughs> Looks like he did uh, some of the night. Yeah, the second night of the museum. He's good. He's doing Deadpool three. Um, so he he's done some stuff. He's done all the night of museums actually, except the newest newest one, um, Date Night, which is the Steve Carell one, not Game Night, which is a fantastic movie. You ever seen Game Night, Ty? I haven't. That's the uh, what's his fucking Jason Bateman one. Yes, I think he's in it. Yes, yes, he is. I I thought like as a Jason, you should be familiar with all of the famous Jasons. Um, yeah, Jason Bateman, dude, it's so good. You need to watch it. Like Riley was telling me for years how good it was, and I just never listened to her. And then I I saw a tweet that was like. This movie is like was sneakily one of the best comedies of the decade. No one talks about it. And I was like, right, I really need to see, ga- see Game Night. And she kind of got mad at me for that. Um, lived up to the Twitter hype. I'll tell you that much. And the Riley hype. It's really fucking good, Ty. I highly recommend it. I, I, I've never seen it, but I have laughed at it before because of a TikTok clip where he's like, oh, we got these chips. It was like, buy one, get three or whatever. It was like, how can that be profitable for Frito-Lay? <laughs> yeah. And it's just so fucking funny. <laughs> the whole movie's great like that. Jesse Plemons, I know you're not a big Jesse Plemons guy after The Power of the Dog, but he's actually really, really good in it. Um, that's on your must-watch list with The Edge of Tomorrow, which I know you still haven't watched, even though I've told you for three yeah. months now. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I'm going to start making a list. Thank you. Do you want to get into the crater, into the scale, Ty? I want you to lead us off. You know, I think you've been a little bit more brash about your feelings on this film. Uh, why don't you break down the plot slash story? Give us your score. Plot slash story, Jay. So we have a young Caleb who loses his father. The whole thing is that it's like a mine on the moon for helium to like power the, the jet that gets them all to Omega, which is like the new Earth. Yep. Didn't really say like why. Seems like the Earth is still kicking it and is fine. And there's Earth people. Um, but then there's also moon people and there's also Omega people. So it's just, you know um conquerors or whatnot colonialism maybe yeah and basically you work in the mine for like so it's like an indentured servant kind of thing where like you work there and and you earn your way to the new planet but they keep like pushing it off and like making excuses and adding time on but if you die and your kids are under 18 they get to go to the new planet so caleb's dad dies he gets the right to go to the new planet but then he's gonna leave his friends so then they steal a rover and go to a crater Hence the title Crater. Because his dad always wanted him to see it. Because his his deceased mother wanted him to see it. Yeah. Which didn't really make sense because he went there and it seemed like part of the whole thing was like, oh, you'll get to see like this area, but also like it's to put his dad's ashes with his mom's ashes, but his goal was to take him there while they were both still alive. Uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't really get why he had to go to the crater just to like check it out and see earth, even though like he was going to Omega. Cause it was his one last hoorah, but I don't, he didn't know unless I'm missing something. He didn't know what was there. Like he didn't know it was an earth projection. He was just told by his dad, like 
there was something amazing there that he had to see. Um, yeah, because there was no, no he he definitely knew it was there because he had put the mom's ashes there. Well, maybe he knew that part, but I don't think they knew there was to be like an Earth projection. No, nah, dog, because he told him like where to go on the projection, and then the projection goes away, and he's standing right above his mom's ashes. So. I don't know then. <laughs> it was like, go left at the creek or whatever. And he was like, what does that mean? He's like, you'll know. And then he goes left at the creek and then he's standing there and it's the picture of his mom and, and dad and his mom's ashes. Well, I don't got an answer for you, Ty. I think it was just the story of an adventure with well, friends. <laughs> no, now that I'm actually breaking this down, that means that after the mom died, the dad went without Caleb to the fucking crater. Yeah. Correct. Like there was like, it was like, Oh, I've got it. I'll promise. I'll take our son there, but I'm going to go first and not talk to him about it. Correct. You're correct. Ty. Kid Cuddy's kind of a, a shit dad. I have a comment on kid Cuddy. Uh, once we get to the character thing, um, I have a returning segment called dream casting that got rejected or whatever we want to call it where it's been a, a recurring thing now there's someone who okay was supposed to play the father in this and rejected the role uh so what'd you give it ty it doesn't sound like you're too high on the story so it's just kind of a last hoorah there's nothing really that crazy going on it's got some holes in it but also it's just I, i'm gonna put this here it's just very very poorly written dialogue um like yeah. throughout the movie i i would like told victoria what the characters were gonna say before they said it like the kids looking out the window and i was like uh hey guys you're gonna want to see this and then he just says that and it's just like so stereotypical and like very shitty lazy dialogue um which doesn't help when you have kid actors performing it but i think like overall the ending i kind of dug where it was like, oh, not a happy ending. He doesn't get to say goodbye to his friends. He just wakes up on the other planet. I kind of dig that. I like that they went that route. So I give it a six. Okay. Um, I'm glad you brought up the ending. And I, I will say that. Save the ending for the ending of my comments here. Um, yeah, the the story itself. You know, I once you know the background of this being a movie that got kind of put in production limbo. Um, you know, where it was an original screenplay. And then you know, it got bought by someone, but then it got stuck in limbo and then it's got a new director and I'm sure some things tweaked and, you know, Disney could have Disney fight it. Like it felt like a really good idea at its core. I think the messaging that it was trying to go with kind of the whole, you know, like his dad, maybe this is the ridiculous, um, movie scene that we talk about. Like, there's a part in this film where you get like a the the voiceover is his dad explaining like the great part of a road trip. And it was like the most just like deep meaning stuff. Like I'm someone who's going on a road trip literally in four days. And I was like, what he's saying has nothing to do with a road trip. Like these two things do not correlate. It would have made more, much more sense if he's like, here's the great part about the journeys in life. Like, okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but a road trip? And then he's like talking about like your whole path. You can leave everything in the past. I'm like, I'm not leaving everything in the past. I'm just fucking driving to Florida. Like, you're taking this road trip way too seriously, man. This is a round trip road trip. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was making me laugh. But I think the overall message kind of of – I think there was a little bit of like the enjoying the journey and that kind of stuff and – um, I, I making the best of your situation, whatever. Like I understood, I, I think there was something there. I don't think this was just like a, we need to make a Disney plus movie in Q2 of 2023. That's sci-fi. What are we going to do? 
it's just I think it got jumbled so much throughout the process that it never quite found its footing and the plot and the story suffered because of it because not a lot happens in this like this feels like a tv episode and I think I was thinking this while watching the film I think we're just so spoiled by these series but like I was like what if they turn this into a four-part miniseries would I have watched it all absolutely not but like (laughs) you give a little bit more depth to the characters one of the episodes could be like the entire journey like that part of the movie was only like an hour if that 45 minutes um yeah you could have added a little bit of length to it instead of an hour 45 maybe you make it three and a half hours you know split up obviously into episodes and then suddenly you have something that like feels really emotional and actually has a story isn't it just like a super generic like adventure where kind of nothing happens like they kind of just fuck around and then they i don't know this is the kind of story they made in shitty animated movies back in the day to go back to my bad animated um take from two weeks ago i gave it a five like i'm disappointed because there's not a lot going on and like you said the ending's really good ty and i'll just i'll 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 um, transition that into key elements because, God damn it, this stupid-ass movie made me sob like a baby, Tyler. Oh, I bet it did. I, I bet it fucked you up at the end. I. Why do you bet it did? What about me makes you know that I cried in I, this? I just – I know you. I know what kind of movies get you. This felt like the kind of movie that could get you. Dude, when he's listening to Dylan talking back and Dylan's progressively getting older – Look, I've learned if you make a time travel movie or some sort of movie where someone's jumping forward in time and they're recognizing, like, the things they missed out on in life, it's going to get me. The first ever was Click. Click was the hardest I ever cried as a child in a oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Click got me good. And then we fast forward to 2022 and the freaking Lightyear scene where he, you know, keeps doing the the loop and then the, the commander character finally dies and he watches, like, the – you know, the, the holograph or whatever of her saying her goodbyes. I was sobbing in Lightyear, and that's a stupid Pixar movie. Like, I mm-hmm. literally, I was crying. I was lip quivering. I was yelling out to Riley, like, this stupid-ass movie made me cry like a baby. Um, and that's what makes me mad about the plot slash story, because the heart was there. And, it, you know, the heart's there in the key elements, but it just didn't execute. Um, what do you think of the key elements? Tell me what you think. I can give you my score, then you can give me your score, however you want to do this. Who would you give it? I gave it an 11, um, fully, fully driven by the emotion at the end. Before that, I was looking at like a six because the adventure doesn't feel like that big of an adventure. There's never really that high of stakes. Um, the, the comedy, I know it's not for me. It's more like children comedy, but like nothing really landed. It's, it's supposed to be the sci-fi adventure movie and it doesn't ever really feel like that, but the emotion hammers it home at the end and gave it a big boost because it made me cry. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's the most frustrating part is like the ending is actually done very well and it subverts expectations, which you don't expect out of a movie like this. Um, And I, I I appreciate that. It got me too. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't fucking bawling my eyes out, but I was like a little emotional. I was like, this, this entire movie has been awful except for these last 10 minutes. (laughs) Um, And I think if they go back, like you said, just spend a little bit more time, do better world building. Let us connect more with these characters. Like I get why this script was something that like people wanted to use because I see the vision. If you expand upon it and actually do, do it justice yeah I, I can see that where there's like a new planet and there's these people who are fucking stuck on this shitty moon that was abandoned 
and you know these kids go on this adventure and you get more than like one apartment that they hang out with like more of an abandoned moon feel to it and like you can do different things with that and actually make it very very interesting but i feel like what they did was abandoned moon and then they got there and they're like i guess it's just kind of a rock um (laughs) and it was just boring it's not like an armageddon wasteland or something like it's it's just gray space it's not cool guardians different planets and stuff it's just space and like that hurts it so then yeah all you're stuck with is like a really boring adventure the comedy like you said wasn't really for me and then you get to the end and it's like well there kind of is heart and like that could have been done a little bit better and i it's just i don't want to give it a lot of credit because the ending was good because that just makes me really pissed off about the rest of it so you said you started at a six before the ending i'm i'm at a six i think without that ending it's like a two or three it's really bad wowzers Wowzer. I just, I think I, I gave it a little bit. I mean, I was, I was at a six. I gave it a little bit more just because it is a kid's movie and I'm not the audience and like. 100%. You know, but. I don't get no pass from me though. Um, Yeah, it's just, it, it's a little tough. It's it's a sci-fi movie without much sci-fi. And I, and that, I think that's the problem with the project in itself is like, you know it's disney they're not gonna kind of there's like limitations with making a disney style film especially one that's meant to be for kids um so you're kind of left with something like this you know i will tell you ty when they were when they were doing the video messages as they were getting older when they said marcus created a baseball league that's when my lips started quivering the most (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking baseball man i call bullshit that those kids have never known what baseball is a day in their life and first pitch homie takes up 450 to dead center i call bullshit well, I mean, he's swinging and missing three times like Giannis. I mean, he he got gravity, so uh, the pitch was very slow. I think all he had to do no. was make contact, and that ball was flying. No, I, I call bullshit. <laughs> uh, visual cinematography, tie. This is where I feel like we are going to disagree the most because I feel like you're going to shit on this a lot, and I'm going to give it a little bit more love than you are. Um, so go ahead and shit on it first. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, I will. Um. I think for me, it wasn't even necessarily the CGI. For me, I love space movies. And I want space movies to feel like fucking space movies. I feel like the entire time I was watching this, I was on a soundstage. And it was fake hallways and fake moon. And then they get it outside of the building. And it was just bland. It was just gray nothingness. And they had a couple of cool things where it was like the abandoned cities and that and that i really like that i wish they would have gone there instead of the stupid apartment yeah. it was just like a lame apartment uh and like explore around there and find like abandoned shit and like jump around with low gravity on an abandoned city on the moon that would have been so cool i would have liked to have seen that um but i don't think anything was egregious i just don't think it was very uh, i you know I, I always say like the director's intent and like what they're trying to do in their vision I feel like there really wasn't anything here. It was just kind of like throw a movie on screen. So I give it a seven. I'm, I'm not, I don't think it's terrible, but it's whatever. To counter you saying it sounded like the whole thing was on, it felt like the whole thing was on a soundstage. You forget the fact that the original moon landing was actually filmed on a soundstage, Ty. The original moon landing looked better than this movie. <laughs> so visuals have improved. Um, haven't improved very much. Um, 
I kind of liked. Okay, so when they're in like the fake little the dome, um, mm-hmm. absolutely, like it looks. It, it's like it was a weird combo because it like looked good, like not good, but it it looked like they were in a dome, like the the sets and everything. But it almost felt like I was like watching them film it at a Disneyland like ride queue. Like it was like that that Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what the hallways and everything felt like. It was like that weird combo of like it it's playing up the theme, but it's not fully there. Like you're at Disneyland, you're like, wow, look at the theming of Star Wars land. Like I know I'm not actually in Star Wars, but they did a really good job. But you don't feel that way when you're watching the Star Wars movie. This felt like if they filmed episode nine at the freaking Star Wars land at Disneyland. Like that's how <laughs> those parts of yeah. it felt to me. Um which speaking of, have you been on the new Star Wars ride since it came out, Ty? About two years ago? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. It's great. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff. I'm not even a Star Wars guy. I kind of liked the desolate, bland nature of the moon, though. I thought, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit, and I probably am. I thought they wanted that to juxtapose. I can't say that word with like the the, the scene of them, you know, going to the hologram and kind of this picturesque idea of what earth was like. So I was giving the filmmakers a little bit of credit, like, Hey, let's make this moon as boring as possible looking that way. Once we get that big payoff and these people see these characters, see something that the audience lives in every day, there's a little bit more of like a, I don't know, like a, Hey, this is a big deal. This matters, you know, cause this is all they know. Well, they don't even know this because they've just been in the fucking dome the whole time. Um, so, I mean, the CGI didn't look terrible. It didn't look great. And my score is not that much higher than you, so it's not even like, you know, I'm pounding the table for this getting a great score. I, I ended up with a 10. I, 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 you know, I've seen worse space-looking things, and I thought maybe there was a little bit of creativity. Not creativity. Um, What's the word I'm looking for here? I don't know. Purpose. There was a little bit of purpose in why it looked the way it did. I don't know, man. I feel like you can do desolate moon with more intrigue and make it more interesting as the setting of 90% of your movie and still have that juxtaposition, which is how you say the word, of (laughs) the colorful earth and and trees and plants. And even when they were like in the dome and it was the like, oh, look at all this, like didn't even look that fucking good. Well, like fake trees. That pissed me off. I was like, you couldn't go to like a real forest and just record one fucking scene. Okay, maybe that was on purpose because it's just a hologram. It's not real. Then they should have used like the Mandalorian volume thing um, <laughs> for that scene because that would have been the perfect replica. Yeah, that's true. Um, spe- I don't know. Speaking of whatever. movies that look bad, I just got an ad for The Little Mermaid right now on my computer. And God damn, does that movie look horrible? <laughs> yeah, it does. Can't you see, Stephen King uh, was raving about how good the Flash movie is. Really? Yeah, it was on Twitter. Good to know. I'm I'm gonna be excited to review that. I'm excited to review Little Mermaid on my road trip. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> um, let me jump into characters. Ty, lead us off oh. here. Um, this is a cast led by all kid actors and Kid Cudi. Uh, <laughs> all kid actors. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to stop yourself. <laughs> well, it clicked in my brain. Like I didn't even. <laughs> Um, and we are a podcast that notoriously is kind of against kid actors. Um, they're not the best. Now you had mentioned that the dialogue in this is very cookie cutter. 
And I do feel like there's a little bit of a difference between like cookie cutter dialogue and just outright bad dialogue. That's not to say cookie cutter's good, but there's cookie cutter, just cookie cutter, and then there's bad cookie cutter. Um, I don't think this was necessarily bad, but when you have ch- children actors, like they're not going to elevate it to the way like a, you know, a star might elevate it in an otherwise badly written film like uh, I don't know Nick Cage, just because we love Nick Cage. Um, all that being said, with our distaste for children actors. I didn't find myself hating these actors too much, surprisingly. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not pounding the table and raving over their performances. Um, I thought the I thought everyone was, I don't even want to say good, mediocre, which for a, an entire cast of, you know, kids who haven't really acted in much, you know, that's kind of an accomplishment. I mean, we've just reviewed Peter Pan and some of those kid actors, a.k.a. Peter Pan, um, were you know not not that great um so i don't know i i wasn't i didn't hate it as much as i thought so maybe that gives it more credit in my book um i actually kind of <laughs> liked the dylan actor i don't know why there's something about him i kind of i kind of liked no. his performance i don't know why oh you disagree with me oh my god wow. what'd you give it um all that being said um before i give it my score i would like to say the uh dream casting that was turned down uh kid cuddy i think they wanted that to be jamie fox <laughs> if this movie releases in theaters, they're uh, bumping the oh. budget twenty million for Jamie Fox. Oh fuck yeah, that's a great call, Jay. Um, that's a great. You need to keep this reoccurring bit because you nailed it every time. <laughs> um, I hope Jamie Fox also gets better. He's still in the hospital with a very serious medical emergency. No, um, no, he's out of the hospital. He's in recovery. Are you sure this isn't another? <laughs> I'm googling. I'm googling it right now. But I think it was people were saying like, "Oh, it's not good," but. Oh uh, yeah, undergoing that top-notch rehab facility that specializes in stroke. So it sounds like he had a stroke. That's scary, man. I just hope he's okay. Even if he never acts again, that's obviously not important. I hope he's okay to remember his family and live live a life. He's only fifty-five. All that stuff. But you know, they wanted him in this film for sure. Instead, they got Kid Cudi. Um, look, Ty, we might disagree here. We probably are going to disagree. I'm just comparing it real quick. I gave Peter Pan and Wendy a six. I gave that an eight. So I'm going to bump it down one. I'm going to land at a seven. I gave it a seven out of 20. Okay. All right. I, so I'm a noted child actor hater. Um, yeah. I can't stand them for the most part. Mm-hmm. With And I mean, with that, you saying that you kind of liked the Dylan character is just, it feels outrageous because he feels like, he a hundred percent could have been the Adam project kid. Oh, I thought that same thing. I, I literally thought this kid should have been in the Adam project instead of the other kid. <laughs> and I just, I don't think his character is, it's awful, but I don't think he's necessary on at all. Um, the Marcus and Borny characters. I don't like them as an adult, but it feels like the kind of sidekick characters kids would like. So I'm not going to shit on it too much while also recognizing that it's bad performances. Um, I kind of liked Caleb and Addison though, especially the Addison, the girl in this. Yeah. Um, In terms of child actors, not bad. Gave okay performances. I've seen the Addison. It's McKenna Grace. I've seen her in another movie called Troop Zero. You ever seen Troop Zero, Jay? I have not. No. It's a. Uh, she's like. She plays a. Uh, what the fuck, Girl Scout? It's like a Girl Scout kind of thing. It's got Viola Davis and someone else famous, and I kind of dig it. It's kind of quirky. 
Um, okay. She's a little bit younger in that, but good in that. That's what I knew her from. But I think the Caleb and Addison characters like actually give decent performances. I feel like the Dylan character tries to be that third one with a decent performance and it just doesn't really land. And then the other two are unnecessary. Um, Kid Cudi stinks. Kid Cudi's not a good actor. His line dialogue was terrible in this. Um, maybe the worst kid actor in this movie. Uh, I, I landed on a six. I gave it two points higher than Peter Pan and Wendy. Still not great, but I kind of like some of them. The rest were not not good at all. So McKenna Grace plays, uh, I know you're talking about her. She plays uh, Phoebe in the new Ghostbusters film that we reviewed last year. I don't really remember who Phoebe is, if I'm being honest. Um, is that her? Is she the nerdy girl with the glasses? I think she I is. Yeah, I think she is. She just looks completely different. She had a different hairstyle and everything. Um, she also has a knack for playing... Uh, young versions of other characters. Um, she has the role of young Daphne from the movie Scoob in 2020. Scooby-Doo. She's played uh, young Tanya Harding in I, Tanya, And she has also played young Carol from Captain Marvel. So if there is a young version of a leading character, um, she's the one to do it. But uh, she is getting a little bit... You know, I don't, I don't know how much longer you could play the young version of of characters. So I think she's blossoming him into her own role, which starts here in Crater. <laughs> she's sixteen, so she's grown out of like being the child version of someone, and now she, yeah, she's just like her own person. Well, she's which is either really nerdy um, ghost hunter <laughs> or space girl. <laughs> well, she's graduated from being um, young Carol and young Tanya to now. Um, in future adaptations, Teenage Carol and Teenage Tanya. Um, that'll... Oh, okay. <laughs> and instead of Young Daphne. It. Yeah, so there we go. Um, yeah, I mean, the characters, it's better than Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, Kid Cudi isn't great. Jamie Foxx would have been great in it. Would have cost a lot of money, yes. and they probably would have loved him in it. But, you know, at the end yeah. of the day, that's just not what they got. I also feel like um, if they could go back in a time machine, I felt like the lead character um, – whose name is escaping me, not Cameron. That's what I said before the podcast and it was wrong. Caleb. Caleb. I feel like if they could, if they go back in time and cast someone, they would have casted the guy from everyone hates Chris. But when he was a kid, um, I don't know. That just felt like a, a role for him. He's also on uh, Abbott elementary now, which Riley watches, which is a very good show. I'm not sure if you've ever watched it, Ty. Um, um, I've dabbled. Not bad. Not bad at all. I dabble too. I dad watch it, you know, walking by hand on oh, the yeah. hips. Don't watch a full episode. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 the characters weren't as bad as I thought, but like you said, and like I said, they weren't very good. I liked Dylan a little bit more than you. I don't know something about him. He had a charisma. I think that kid's got it. Hold on a minute here. There's a picture of this Caleb kid holding an award. Uh, ah, is that Standing Child program or some shit? Yeah, whatever. I don't care about that award. I thought he was like an Oscar winner or something already. Have you won Outstanding Child? Child? Some, anything? <laughs> no, but I probably could have. Seems like the easiest fucking award to win ever. You were uh, class president fifth grade. Not the entire class, just the, the singular class. Sing, yeah, singular class president. Great. That was great <laughs> stuff. Got impeached. Um, enjoyment, Ty. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. That last 10 minutes, it, it saved this movie from me. This was kind of like a boring slog, but it wasn't too bad. It wasn't like – it was a boring kids movie, which is at least more enjoyable than a boring like adult just – bore fest you know when it's like nothing's happening in an adult movie like triangle sadness that's trying to have a meta commentary on freaking societal classes and all that bullshit 
Um, this is at least a kid's movie, so it's easy to digest. And I was sitting at a lower score of like my, and eh, didn't hate it range of like a six, seven, eight ish. But that last 10 minutes, you know, sometimes it's not about how you start. It's about how you finished. And that last 10 minutes left a positive taste in my mouth where I know I'm going to remember it better than I should. Um, but that's the importance of having a good final act and a good closing sequence. And, you know, that was what was kind of frustrating about this movie is it could have been better than it was. I landed at a nine out of 20 in the enjoyment scale tie. Mm. Okay. I agree. I think the ending did bring up my enjoyment score quite a bit. Um, that's because I, I think I may have actually given this a one. I don't think wow. we've ever given a one to anything. Probably I couldn't Force. stand this movie most of the way through. I was, I was very, very bored. And if it would have just had like a really generic, boring ending, I would have hated this fucking movie. <laughs> but it kind of saved it, bumped it up for me a little bit. I, I don't, I wish they would have done it better. Um, I wish the ending would have been like more of what we got during the actual movie. Yeah. And I wish a lot of things would have just been expanded upon. I finished with a five. It's not like a bottom, bottom score, but it's still pretty fucking bad. Uh, and while like you said, like, Oh, a boring kids movie isn't as bad as a boring adult movie. I don't know, man. Cause a boring kids movie is pretty fucking predictable. And my brain is just like, I don't care at that point. All right, we get it. You got a big brain. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is the dad thing in me where I'm like these kids these days. Um, <laughs> just kind of hating all the kids stuff. So I, I finished on a five. Not good. Ending saved it. Wish it was better. I'm going to implement this moving forward for applicable movies, Ty. I mean, I guess you could technically um, – we could technically do this with every single film because – your child will not be a child forever, but I will do it with kids movies. Um, will you be showing Xander crater in the future and follow up? If the answer is no, um, what are you telling him when he's five years old and he wants to turn it on, on Disney plus like what excuse are you making up for why he can't watch it? I'm going to tell you right now when he's five years old and he asked me if he can watch this movie, I'm not going to remember what the fuck this movie is. <laughs> I will have completely forgotten about it. And I'll be like, sure let's see if it's good and i'll throw it on and i probably won't like it'll take like halfway through the movie like i think i've fucking seen this before <laughs> i love that so that, that was a perfect yeah, answer yeah <laughs> oh man i think i think What's your we, final score in it before i give you that i think we can do a recurring xander theme of either that if it's a kids movie or just how old will xander be when you want to show him this movie if you do um, I feel like that. Yeah, could be, I'm fine with that. That could be some fun answers. Um, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume Three was literally his current age. Um, I gave it yeah. a 42 <laughs> out of 100 tie. Jackie Robinson. Yes, sir. You just gave something a 42 not that long ago. No, have not. Looking at my scale right now, that's a bold faced mm. lie. Okay, maybe I did. Probably. I'm looking. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. There it is. I remember good old Jackie. I give it a uh, 30 out of 100, giving us a final score of wow. 36 out of 100. I mean, it almost was in the 20s. It's just it's not that great of a film. Uh, it makes Crater the 166th ranked film out of 181 movies. It is with the likes of Mulan, Home Team, Tom and Jerry, Me Time, and Cry Macho, and Peter Pan and Wendy. See, I feel like, I mean, you gave it the lower score, so this checks out with how I ranked it. My sheets is just frozen. Um, 
I feel like those this movie isn't as bad as those films. So I feel justified <clears throat> with my score, but we're it's a team effort here. I don't know, man. I think it is a bad movie. Victoria said she would have gave it a 19. Wow. That ending's carrying a lot of water for me, Ty. I mean, yeah. it fucking, it made me cry. Like, it more yeah. than just, like, tear up. It made me cry. And I was upset by how it made me cry. But it's right next to Tom and Jerry, which I remember just being one of the worst watching experiences I've ever seen. Then again, I only gave Crater one point higher. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's that's mostly you, Jay. I gave it a 26. <laughs> But this is an important distinction because as a team, we are saying you should draw the line on this film. It is not below the line. It's definitely not within the lines or above the line. We are drawing the line as a team. We are telling you, you should not watch this film. Um, it has fallen below the, the 39.5 threshold. Just stay away from it at all times. If your child tries putting it on and you remember it, tell them not to. Um, and if you're dead set and watching it and you've gotten to this podcast this part of the podcast already you haven't seen it yet thank you but just watch the ending watch the last 10 minutes and yeah i think if you start it from like when they get to the crater you're like oh this is a pretty cool fucking movie and then you're really disappointed by the like first hour and 10 minutes (laughs) yeah yeah like i said i think this again it got put in limbo so there's different visions and everything all that fun stuff i think a ford to six part limited series would have really benefited a story like this with, with the end point they were trying to get to. But instead we got a straight to DVD streaming movie. Yeah. Not great. Pretty disappointing. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that crater will maybe an actual crater, but the movie crater will not be selected in our whole draft tie. Um, do you want to take a break and get into that? Oh, I can't wait. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Ty, I'm going to throw something at you here real quick. We just talked about who's going first in this draft, and I said I was going to throw something at you. Um, first and foremost, I just want to say I really like doing these drafts. Uh, we used to do them before, and then I feel like we just got better about talking about movies. We go on tangents. It fills up the episode. I think this is something we should get back into doing, maybe not every week, but on a somewhat regular basis um, about maybe less prolific movies. Cause it's really fun just to do a very generic draft like this, where we can let our imagination wander. Now, mm-hmm. Ty, while we're still, we still have crater fresh in our minds. I'm going to throw something at you and this is going to deci- decide who goes first. Okay. The random rotten tomato audience score of the week. Oh. If you can okay. get within what's a fair number, 10%, 11%. What do you think? I mean, you're getting the field there doing that. There's 90 guesses where you win and 10 where I'd win. Yeah, but I mean, you can use context clues. I'm not going to say if you get it on the right side of 50. Give me, give me, give me plus or minus 10. I, yeah, I'll give you plus or minus 10. Okay. With I'm, a specific with movie, I think you're going to 100% fall in that range. So um, in Crater, we talked about the, the Jamie Foxx role. Instead, went to Kid Cudi, Ty. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with Kid Cudi's uh, discography? Dark Side of the Moon. No, I was thinking more. I'm on the pursuit of happiness, and whoa, oh. whatever he says after that. So the random Ron Smith yeah. movie of the week is the pursuit of happiness with Will Smith okay. and Jaden Smith plays his kid in that. I never knew that. And Jaden Smith. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know if you know that. I think his album is actually called Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. yeah didn't know that i just know the one song he says i'm on the pursuit of happiness so whoa everything's not shining and turns to gold yeah um pursuit man of- on the moon i apologize no kid cutty the dark side of the moon the pursuit of happiness i don't know 2006 over 250,000 oh. ratings what do you think the audience gave this film tie have you ever seen this movie no i have not such a good fucking movie, Jay. I'm sure I'd love it. You want to talk about crying? This movie will fuck you up. He just wants to make life for his son, um, which doesn't hit home as much when you know like who his son has turned out to be and how everyone just kind of hates him. Um, <laughs> but like, if you just view him as a child in that movie, really hits home. There's a he gets his interview with this big job, no spoilers, but kind of a spoiler, and he gets arrested the day before for parking tickets because he couldn't pay him. So he shows up covered in paint, like all professional, uh, unprofessional, and he just fucking rolls with it. Such a good movie. I'm I'm thinking people, audience score, yeah. people fucking love this. So look, if I'm smart, I'm thinking this is a score in like the 90s. Mm-hmm. But if I'm smart, I'm guessing a 90 because that gives me all the way up to 100 and all the way down to 80. But I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about hitting it right on the fucking nose. Uh, I'm going to go 94% audience score. I I think that is a very good movie, and I think most people should agree. Well, you're within the 10%, so you get to go first. Um, but you did not hit the score on the head. People liked it a little bit less than you think. 
I would, mm-hmm. I think if you would have had 30 more seconds to think about it, you would have got there. You would have thought, well, maybe some people don't like sad movies just naturally. Um, I don't know if there's a happy ending. It's called The Pursuit of Happiness, maybe. But, you know, some people just don't like naturally sad movies. It has an 87% audience tie. Only 67 critics. Damn. Critic. Damn. Yeah. But, that's a good, no, that's a, that's a ridiculous score of critics. That's a good movie. But you got the first overall pick by being within 10% tie. Oh. So, in our whole draft five overall selections. Cause it's not a Mount Rushmore. We're not taking other people's things. What are you taking in the whole draft? Look, man, I, uh, there's a one-on-one on this draft. I have a one. And I'm glad that I got it. You do. I, I have a one of one myself. So we'll see if it's the oh, same. It's SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, um, he's hilarious. His show is wonderful. He makes great jokes. It's just un unparalleled the cultural impact of that show. SpongeBob SquarePants is one on one for me for a whole draft. So many holes. <laughs> he does have a lot of holes in him. Um, so many holes. I, I forgot to mention we are keeping this uh, appropriate because, you know, we could have <laughs> gone gone a direction with this and we're not going to do that. So don't worry. Um, I, I kind of wish you wouldn't have said anything because you know how many people would be yelling at the podcast? <laughs> like, why are they not saying this? Why are they not making a joke? <laughs> um. Wow, Ty. I mean, I, I think that's a great one of one. I like the selection, but I will say, I didn't even think of it. Like, I, uh, I, I think that's it, bad on you. If you had some inside reporting, you could have maybe known that it wasn't on my board. Maybe could have drafted later. Great draft value, but you know, I think it's a good selection nonetheless. Everyone loves SpongeBob. Best, yeah. best kids cartoon of all time, without a doubt. Um, I still think Simpsons yeah. get best cartoon just because it's Simpsons. My one of one is literally a one. Because that is a hole in one tie. I think the hole in one is the is the pinnacle of athletic achievement. You are not a true. Once you get a hole in one, you are a true superior athlete. Um, I've never done it. Will I ever do it in my life? Probably not. But it's something that everyone knows what a hole in one is, even if you don't golf. And if you anyone can do it, and if you do it, you're you got legend status. My grandpa's done it twice. So hole in one. That's incredible. Um, if you would have done some research and looked at the board, it wasn't even on my board. So that surprises uh, me. You're I a sports we, guy. I, 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 yeah. Let me. T- I got some sports things on here. Don't you worry. But um, I think that was a fair trade off on one ones. I think we both got great value in our first picks. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm gonna follow this one up. Look, it's one of my favorites, and usually I like saving favorites for the end, um, especially if I don't think you have it. But you might have this one if you got real creative. I'd be shocked, but I got to take it two here. Um, I'm taking the year 2000 through the year 2009 <laughs> New Year glasses that perfectly had the two holes for the eyes. Um, it's just, it's incredible. And they've tried to continue that trend. And it just makes no sense now. Like they're forcing something that was such a moment in time that worked so perfectly. And you just can't recreate what was, it was just perfect. It worked out so well. Whoever thought of that is, uh, and I hope a billionaire capital B, and they're they're legendary glasses. They're great. That's a great pick. First and foremost, wasn't on my boat board. Jealous that it wasn't because that's a hilarious pick. That's the kind of Tyler pick that I do these drafts for. I will say, I mean, I think the two thousands ones are the most iconic. But I will say, if you think about it, they could have done it in the nineties with the top holes on the nines, and they also could have done it in the eighties with the nine and the eight because they both have holes in the top. So if you think about yeah, it, but then you're, 
Well, no, I, I get what you're saying. The 2000s is the peak version of that. They started yeah. in the 80s and 90s. That way they could peak in the 2000s. But when you think of 2010 onward, um, well, 2010, they could even do the, the, the zero on the 20 and then the 10. So 2011 onward, like this was a 30-year trend, a lifestyle trend that just got completely uprooted, Ty. Like that was a period, that was a golden age of New Year's revolution, New Year's, you know, celebrations that we'll never have again in our lifetimes. They still try and force it though. Like there's still glasses that just, they don't make any fucking sense. Yeah. That's what they haven't, you know, glasses manufacturers have not gotten over, you know, the changing of the times. Y2K peak <laughs> for them. There was an industry standard for so long. Um, look, I, I really like that second pick. I feel like that second pick's better than anything else I have left on my board. Honestly, I'm kind of disappointed in my board right now. I had all day to think about this. This was my idea. Um, <laughs> So I guess with my second overall pick, again, I don't think it's going to be one you have, but it's kind of one of my more creative ones in here. So I want to pick it second just to ensure I got it. And that's a good old-fashioned loophole tie. Um, You know, you sign a legal document. You're into a contract. You want to get out of it. You look for a loophole. Like, if you can find that loophole, whether it's service time manipulation in baseball or (laughs) something with your employer, like, everyone feels good when they find a loophole that benefits them. Mm. That's great. Loopholes are wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> I don't hate that. I don't hate that one bit. Um, I'm feeling real confident in my board right now, though. Uh, I'm going to keep the train rolling here. My third overall pick is the saying, I'm tired of this, Grandpa, and that's I, I, that's too damn bad from the movie Holes. <laughs> okay. It's one, of my, it's one of my favorite things to just say. It, I know it was the TikTok thing. But I'm tired of this crap. That's too damn bad. I say it all the time. I say it probably. I probably have a work schedule with it. I think I say it five days a week. Um, wow. It's just so funny. It's just fucking hilarious. And I, I'll be honest with you. I've never even seen the movie Holes. <laughs> I didn't know that was from the the movie. I didn't know that was from Holes. Um, I know that the saying, obviously, yeah. I'm not bored under a rock. But um, yeah. wow, that's a good one, Ty. I had to look it up. I wasn't confident that it was from Holes either because I haven't seen the movie, but I had a feeling it was, and I'm real glad. Uh, I'm real glad that it is. All right. With my, what is this, my third overall pick, everything from here is kind of uh, standard. Like, it's nothing really special, honestly, and that kind of upsets me. So, with my third overall pick, I'm going to go with something that is near and dear to my heart. It's near and dear to your heart. It's near and dear to a lot of um, you know, children's baseball players' hearts growing up throughout their lives. Everyone knows it. That's a wiffle ball. Uh, wiffle balls got holes in them. Obviously, you can get the ones that have holes all over them, like the one that's on my wiffle ball championship here that I have not defended in two years. Or you can get the ones where it has holes in only half of it. But what makes yeah. a wiffle ball a wiffle ball is the holes. Blitz ball, not a wiffle mm-hmm. ball. So going with wiffle ball no. number three. No, that's an abomination. That's I like that pick. That's an underrated pick. That's great value in the three spot, I feel like. <laughs> Thank you, Ty. <laughs> I like Wolfball. I mean, obviously, I like Wolfballs. Who are you fucking kidding? Wolfball is one of my favorite pastimes. Um, and I forgot that they had holes. <laughs> <laughs> what's so, your look, you, you. What? I said, what's your fourth pick? You have two sports ones on here now. So I, I think I have to chime in here. Um, 
My fourth pick was the hole in cover two defense that allowed a tight end to run a streak up the middle for a touchdown almost every single time in Madden. Um, that hole up the middle in cover two defense. I don't even know how to like write this down for my list, but there's a hole in the middle of the field there, and you can always run a streak with a tight end. He's always open in Madden. He always is. Um, they might like the tryhards might know how to cover that. Doesn't make any fucking sense how they do in the NFL though, because there's two guys. And there's always a hole in the defense right there. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I like that specific example, but I'm also fine with just taking, like, holes in the defense, holes in the zone defense, you know? I think that's very great. Was this on your board, or did you come up with this mid-draft? Uh, it was fourth out of seven that I have for the board. I just – I wish I could, like, take a peek into how your brain works with stuff like this. <laughs> that, is one of, that was the fourth thing you thought of in a whole draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man i don't know this is why i was love, always making it this is why i love doing these drafts i'll usually have one two maybe three i'm really proud of um but then you come in here with the most absurd things that's why i like leaving it vague with holes um number four i guess i'll go a little more literally here this is just something with a hole that i love uh there's two things that here that are very similar oh, wasn't that just a wiffle ball wasn't wiffle ball just a thing with a hole that you love <laughs> okay so a second very literally one then um there's two of these I could take here. I'm not going to say the other one because you might take it, but they're very similar. But I'm going to go with the – I was going to say the breakfast variety, but I guess they're both technically breakfast variety. I'm going to go with the – I don't know, the sandwich variety. I don't know. I'm going with bagels, Ty. Um, I'm a big oh. bagel guy. Everything bagels. You know, put some butter on it. Uh, maybe make a bagel sandwich. Um, but Wait. What's that? Butter? I don't like cream cheese. No. Then why are you a fucking bagel guy? Because everything bagels are delicious. With butter? Just have toast. Put everything ba- like seasoning on it. I don't have to defend myself. Have you been to Bagel Mania in Vegas? I didn't oh, think so. I haven't, but let me tell you, I'd be putting fucking cream cheese on a bagel if I did. If we go back to Vegas anytime soon, i got to take you and Victoria to Bagel Mania. Because let me tell you, it's special. Um, Is it? Are they good? Oh, it's delicious. But I'm not going to let you sit here and critique my bagel choices. Um, I love bagels. They're my go-to at like Starbucks if I need a little snack and it pisses me off that we literally don't have a single bagel place up in the high desert to the point where I've legitimately looked at how much it would cost to franchise an Einstein bro bagels, but I don't know how well it'd do in the desert. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you put over like Chick-fil-A or something, you'll get that group. Um, now you, we don't have a bagel spot, but you skipped over a different breakfast item. I'm not drafting it, but I'm just asking like your thought process here. Lots of donut shots. Yeah, that was the other one I was alluding to. Um, but I didn't take it because donuts hurt my stomach. Mm, okay. No, that's fine. Um, I I won't judge you for that. Then. And and my favorite type of donut doesn't have a hole. It is a, a maple bar. So would be kind of counterproductive, you know? Mm, okay. um, so look, Jay, I'm down to my fifth and final pick. I think we've gotten this far in the draft and I've really kept it under control and not been an issue. I haven't said anything that I agree not to say. Okay. But we're at a point in the draft where I just, if this doesn't make my board, it's just not the man that I want to be viewed as. This is something that I worship. Um, Worship? it, It controls. Yeah. It controls my life. It's all I think about every second of every day. Um, and you know that's that's uh, that's my Lord and Savior. That's the Holy Spirit. Okay. <laughs> I 
The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Um, he had to make a whole draft. Um, I that was great setup by you, Ty. That was a, thank a, you. A great setup and punchline. Um, because I thought you were going a different direction. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, you know, nothing like my savior. Oh my God, Tyler. Oh, you need to take advantage of this rider strike, my man. Um, <laughs> whoo, that's good. Um, my my fifth and final pick. Look, I have some some standard ones. I'm. Do you want me to run you through the honorable mentions before my pick or after my pick? Because I got like four honorable mentions. Um, let's run through some honorable mentions. I like seeing what didn't make the cut, and then finally, like, and this is the one that did. So donuts was on there. Um, I had black holes. Because, I don't know, they're just terrifying and they could, like, end our existence at any point in time. Yeah. Um, Would have been very fitting for space movies, too. Yep, that's true. I had uh, Digging a Hole at a Beach because... Um, oh, my God. Just, I feel like everyone's go-to thing at the beach is, like, we don't really know what to do right now. Do you want to just dig a big hole? <laughs> like, that's kind of just a lot and of it's people the do greatest, that. And it's the greatest guy thing ever. Like, <laughs> every guy wants to dig a hole at the beach. It's like... When baby turtles are born, they know to go to the ocean. When a guy gets on a beach, he knows to dig a hole. <laughs> sometimes you get in that hole, too. Sometimes you bury someone. Sometimes you do that funny prank, which I've never actually done, where you dig a hole, then you put a towel over it, and someone sits in it. Um, the, the, the beach <laughs> hole has a lot of versatility. Um, yeah. You hide your beers in there. There's a lot. Um, there Also, one thing you could do, um, I wasn't going to take both of these, but thinking about digging a hole at the beach made me think of bonfires. I mean, bonfire, you know, you dig a hole for a bonfire. Um, yeah. I also had uh, portals, you know, thinking of that one game. I think it was called Portal where you shoot it. And it is. The portals yeah. got a hole. But there was one late addition I thought of while we were talking about sports that I felt like was just too good to pass up, Ty. It, it, this hole is massive. It's one of the biggest holes you'll ever see. Um, and that is the <laughs> I can't even say it. That is the whole. <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to be mean towards me. It's, it's the hole in your baseball swing. It's just it's one of the biggest holes. You know, pitchers go. They know there's there's a big region they can pitch to, whether it be baseball or slow pitch softball. And you know, that's my fifth pick. A hole in a swing or my swing? In Tyler's swing. The hole in Tyler's swing is how I got it written down. Oh, uh, so, um, that's my favorite pick. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the hole in my heart from the angels never making the playoffs. Um, there's just a lot of different ways you could have gone there, but my actual swing <laughs> for my guy who I think's like on an O for 12 streak in slow pitch softball. I got some base hits. All right. Don't, don't disrespect <laughs> me. I found my other batting glove. I'm about to be great in the playoffs this week. He fucking just turned into Brian Barry Bonds. Yes. Yes. With my batting glove. Uh, this is fun, Jay. This is a good time. Yeah. I kind of like your board a little bit more, a little bit more creativity. Um, I think, I think maybe you could take one or two of mine and maybe place them in there, but I don't know. You got some powerhouses. You got the Holy spirit was just, that was great. That was a great, great selection. Great build up. way to save it till the fifth and final round. That's a plus value. You know, you got Tom Brady in the fifth round. Um, I did. <laughs> that was that was great. Uh, what are we reviewing next week, Ty? 
Oh, next week, Jay, we're reviewing. Let me let me scroll down here. We have. Oh, brother! I didn't know that this was already this week. <laughs> um, it's family time. It's it's time to crack open a Corona. It's time to enjoy some family. It's Fast X. Fast X. The don't forget the beginning of the end because there's still one more. But it's... oh, did you hear? It's a trilogy. Is it? Are you serious? Yeah, I think we got two more. There's no way they're calling the tenth film in the movie a trilogy. <laughs> I, I think it's like a a three, three more. I, I, I think they're doing like three more. I get what you're saying. Like Star Wars, the trilogies make sense because they're different stories. Like if the Fast and Furious people are calling this a trilogy, like the final trilogy, like bro, they're like, are you gonna say that the Fast movies are four different trilogies? Is that how we're breaking them up? <laughs> Oh, God. Vin Diesel wants it. Five days ago, report Vin Diesel wants it to be three. Yeah, and then it'll be four, and then we'll be, you know, his kid will do it, and they'll they'll do a spinoff with his grown-up kid in the movie, and there will be a lot. Now, Ty, I don't know where I'm going to watch this film because I wanted to try to watch it before our trip started, but we're just so damn busy with everything going on that I don't think I'm going to have time. So there's a chance I might see this in either Albuquerque, New Mexico, Little Rock, Arkansas, or Atlanta, Georgia. Um by the time we record the podcast so there's that which group which grouping do you think hates these movies more of those places i mentioned yeah um i'd probably say little rock arkansas oh i don't know though jay because i feel like little rock arkansas is like they're all about family there what would you say then? if, if you know what i mean um uh, <laughs> i don't know I just thought you would say Arkansas, and I thought I would be able to say, I don't know. I think they're all about family. <laughs> well, there you go. You read me like a book. Also, next week when we record, um, I don't know. I mean, we record pretty late anyways. It's 9 o'clock at night right now. It might be a little bit later. Um, I will be on the East Coast, but I will be going to the Dodger game that starts at 7.20 Eastern. So we will see. We either will have to record Tuesday or – I don't, well, I don't know. The game ends at 10. That's only seven hour time. So it's not even that big of a difference for you. So I'm just overthinking this. We're going to be fine. We're going to figure it out on the fly. Whenever you get a chance to see it, go see it. Whenever we get a chance to record it, we'll record it. We'll release it for the people. Fast X. Yeah. And I think um, we won't do a draft next week. Cause I think there'll be plenty to talk about with fast X, but I will say, how about oh, a little yeah. bit of preview here, Ty, for you and the audience that since this is a movie about cars and family and driving, I can provide, if there's anything interesting, an update about my, what at the time I will have finished the main part of the road trip, the three days straight of driving for 10 plus hours. I can provide some updates and a little bit of story time. Okay. Let me know. Maybe get into a little bit of street racing on the way to Florida. <laughs> try that scene. Uh, I'll try. We'll see. I got a 2014 Toyota Corolla, so I don't think I'm going to make it very far, but. It's not about the car. It's about the driver. <laughs> That's all I got for you, Ty. I'm excited for next week. <laughs> go watch it. I, I gotta tell you, go watch it. Everyone's gonna watch this fucking movie anyways. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 